Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Get in the Herd. My name is Nathan Mitchell, and I am the Community Outreach and Advocacy Coordinator for the McShin Recovery Resource Foundation. I'm also a person in sustained recovery from a substance use disorder. And what that means to me, gentlemen, is that I work every day to become a more acceptable, responsible, and productive member of society. Today, I have three special guests. I have our two regular check-ins that we started with last week, our newcomer check-ins. And then I do have a, um, uh, what do we call alumni, uh, our Emma. So first I'd like to throw the, throw the, uh, introduction out to Emma who's out there and well, tell us where you are, what's going on and how you've been since you left McShin. I'm back home. I'm in Manassas, Virginia. I've been all right. doing a lot of zoom meetings. I miss my McShin family though. It's not the same, just watching them on the computer, but it works for the time being due to circumstances. Now you've been able to get reacquainted with your family. Uh, as I yes. recall, you hadn't seen your family in a long time. Yeah, How about five months. Yeah. They Are they happy to see you? Yeah, I think they're tired of me already, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were living with Grandma, weren't they? Yeah. And Grandma was letting them get away with stuff, too, weren't they? That's what, what? what Grandma's still. <laughs> but now mommy's back so like yeah it's a lot of well i'm so glad you're back and thank you for coming back to, to visit with us today i have two newcomers i have the two newcomers here um i don't think you've met so uh let me first on my on my right i've got peter over here introduce, introduce yourself and uh tell us uh tell us who you are what you're doing uh i'm peter i'm an addict uh <laughs> working on recovery at McShin. Uh, I was addicted to Xanax and heroin. Those are my drugs of choice. I'm now at Scott House with this guy over here. Well, this guy over here is, is Patrick. Yes. Um, Peter, how long have you been with us? Two and a half weeks, about. Two and a half weeks? Excellent, excellent. Um, hey, Lisa, how are you? Good to see you. Jimmy, um, well, glad, glad you're here. Welcome back. And I do have to my left over here. And I want to I also note before I let Patrick introduce himself, um, if you look at these two gentlemen, last week when they were here, they said, you know what, we're going to dress this stuff up. So I didn't wear a tie, but these two, I want to say something, a, a bad mm -hmm. word, but these two goofballs right here looking, 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 looking sharp right now. Thank you. Um, so who are you, Patrick? And uh, what are you doing here? How long have you been here? Yeah, my name is Patrick. Um, I am a drug addict indeed. Um, you know, I have an uh, amazing family back home, and I'm blessed that they are there. My dad actually sent me a, a shirt and tie in express mail because he wanted me to look good for uh, my big my big day. And we're here now. Uh, I'm blessed. I feel great today to be here around amazing people. I love I love myself and where I'm at today. Uh, thanks to McShin, but mostly thanks to myself, um, <laughs> making good progress here. You know. Yeah. So, well, what I like about Patrick is um, still has to wear the hat in the building. <laughs> you can put the tie on. You can put the shirt on. He's still wearing that damn hat. My dad probably would tell me to take it off, but. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching, I'm sure. Um, so, guys, uh, Emma, so you, you're reintegrating yourself with your family. Um, I understand when we last left you, you were thinking about coming back to Richmond with your family. How are, how are things progressing for you? Well, I mean, obviously I can't work right now. It's kind of hard to find a job. But I've done, like, 
there's some free online classes, but like I still plan on coming to Richmond after I get my court stuff situated and all that behind me and I'm allowed to leave. Um, cause you know, I'm monitored. <laughs> um, I will be, I've still been looking online for houses, so I'm still, I'm still planning on making it back down there. And you mentioned that you've been doing the zoom meetings. Yeah. Um, that, how's uh, your recovery moving along there? Um, it's going along. I also, McShinna giving me a recovery Bible and I'm like one of the spiritual ones. So I've been in my recovery Bible, my Zoom meetings and my little pre-trial probation officer. She sends me assignment tools. And every time I get them, I think about McShinna because our classes or our little meetings in McShinna will go over stuff like that. So it's coming along. Coming I'm excited. Along. Yeah, that's awesome. We have these two knuckleheads. Did you did you meet these knuckleheads before you left? No, they weren't there. This week makes week three. I've been gone, so they probably came right when I left. Yeah. Well, what uh, what suggestions do you have for the two newcomers that you might be able to pass along um, as secrets for success here? I would just say follow the rules. No hats in the building. <laughs> it's like, no, follow the rules. And like, if you have an itch to like say something, don't don't hold it. In. Like, don't hold it in. Make sure you speak if you feel like that itch to like speak. Like, I had a hard time trying to open up, but then once I opened up, I would always speak. And once I would release whatever was on my mind, it actually brought it brought like it. It was a relief feeling. So if you have something to say, don't be afraid to say it. Mm. All like the, like, um, I don't know if they reiterate how like it's peer to peer. So, you know, when I was there, I've never been in a peer to peer anything. So, you know, don't be afraid to talk to anybody, staff or anything, because everybody's going through the same thing. We all pretty much have the same story. We just got different names. I like that. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. And just a shout out, uh, Lisa Madison um, says hello to you on Facebook. And hey, so Lisa. <laughs> Sarah Wigginton says hello as well. Sarah says something about having uh, skate lessons available for $15 from Chip, and I, 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 I don't know about that nonsense. So, gentlemen, <laughs> gentlemen, how is it going in the last since we saw you last week? What's new, and how have you progressed? Uh, let me start over here to my right over here. Well, let's see. I've gotten me and Pat. We were on a Zoom meeting last night. I had Pat write down some numbers for me of guys mm. in the meeting. Haven't called any of them yet, but I plan to at some point. Um. I helped someone in the house fix a refrigerator, so I'm learning new skills, learning about appliances, and I'm having fun. Yeah? yeah. What's preventing you from making that phone call? Um, it still feels weird for me to just go and call someone. Just as, like asking them for drugs, that's one thing. But asking, <laughs> asking them for help or like just to talk, it's like, wow, what's the point of calling them if I'm not getting something out of it? Ooh, ooh, not getting anything out of the call, huh? What do you think about that, Patrick? Uh, you know, as a newcomer, I've had uh, temporary sponsors myself, and it was because of myself. I, mean, I wasn't willing to take advice. I wasn't uh, willing to listen, and I didn't get much out of it either. I'm a newcomer, and this time I need to be willing to do something different and uh you need to just be open-minded and i need to make that phone call too um i do have a temporary sponsor where he told me to call him every day i called him once 
so I need to definitely work on that uh, myself. Yeah. A couple things that I, I want to point out about the two of you, and Emma, you don't know these guys here, but um, but I, I've been, we've been very fortunate to have Peter and Patrick here. And Peter, Peter's got this um, really positive, just sort of easygoing attitude. He's... Uh, He's, he's trying to spread the positivity and love. I love that about you. And you, you bring that. Um, and Patrick is uh, Patrick as well. He's, he's kind of a goofball. He takes suggestions. Um, just before the group, I, uh, just before this, I, I grabbed him and took him into my office and su made a suggestion that uh, he may or may not take. But we'll, we'll talk, you know, we'll see how things progress going forward. And, you know, I, I recognize that as a person in recovery, I only have my experience, strength, and hope to share. And I also know that my experiences, um, my my suggestions are just that. They are suggestions. And sometimes they're not exactly the right thing either. So that's a it's a good thing for me to learn. So Emma, um, yes. or any thoughts, actually, not Emma, uh, Patrick and, and uh, Peter, any questions for Emma? She navigated uh, the women's program for how long were you here? You were here for the 28 days, right? Yeah, I was here. I, was, I did the 28 intensive program. Yeah. So you were at Delrose with uh, some of the ladies who you've been talking to here on, on Facebook now. Um, mm -hmm. What questions do you have for her for, for su succeeding um, in the 28 day program? Can I ask you a question? Well, first off, I want to shout out Northern Virginia. Uh, I'm from Fairfax, so oh, right down the road. Um, but so I was in recovery before and I ended up relapsing when I got back into the real world. Uh, I thought I knew it all when I, and I really thought I had it. I didn't have it. Uh, that's why I'm here. Uh, I think for me, I can maybe answer that question is that I don't need to live in the past. Uh, that was the past today is the first day of the rest of my life. I heard that and I, I love that. Uh, I'm just, I can't lie, I'm a little bit nervous, uh, but I'm not there yet. I'm not out in the real world yet, you could say. I, I don't, um, I don't know, do you get what I'm saying, or yeah. can you answer that? Well, me, I'm like, I don't know, I'm so proud of my clean time. Like, it's like I'm not losing my clean time for anything. And I don't know if you've heard yet, but you're supposed to change your people, your places, your things, things that trigger you. So, like, it's like, a, it's like I'm brand new i don't talk to anybody that i used to speak to because i mean i'm an addict as well and it's, i'm gonna be an addict for the rest of my life just because i'm clean doesn't mean i'm, I'm not gonna have thoughts i can i can go to store and run into somebody from my past and i'm gonna have to face it because i'm from manassas i'm going to the grocery store in manassas walmart i'm gonna see somebody from my past i already know it i have only been out like twice since i've been home I'm still a little scared to get my feet wet but just change your people, your places, your things, and don't lose your clean date for anything. For anything, anyone, be proud of that clean date because that's the day of your first life, of like the rest of your life. Hmm. Emma, you mentioned uh, um, thoughts of using or you know cravings. I, I, I don't know the word you use, but you mentioned that as something that, that can happen. And I, I want to know... Since you've been home, um, and it's what been two weeks? You've been been home now, almost three weeks. You said, yeah, almost three weeks. Almost three. Wow, time flies. Um, have you had thoughts of using? And, and to be perfectly I honest, have. using thoughts. So it's not. Yeah, you I have? actually had a dream last night and woke up today thinking that I might have used. Um, 
but I know that when I use, I'm in my downward spiral that I don't, it's not just me. I'm affecting, I have three children, you know, like, yeah. and my mother who who's raised her children already. So she's one who had my children when I was incarcerated and I did the program. So it's different because like, though I had the dream, I know I didn't, but I know there's more to just using. And I know what my life looked like if I use again. I don't want to back step. I'm trying to move forward, go to school, move, buy a house, you know, raise my children. You know, it's not a good feeling letting someone else raise a responsibility that you took on in life. So, but like, yeah, them triggers, they definitely, they're like my best friend. She's coming from North Carolina. We use for what? Six years straight. She's in her 17 month clean. We're on the same journey right now. So just like she's up here from, where she moved to and I'm excited to see her. But then again, it's just like me spending time with her is different because we used to use. Yeah. Now that I'm clean and she's in, she's been a year and a half clean almost. It's going to be different, but I feel that, you know, she's a big support system. She understands what I'm going through as I do hers. So it gets easier. You just got to have, have the willpower to know that you want a better life. Yeah. That's, that's really beautiful. Um, any thoughts, Peter? Um, I actually had a question too. Sure. Um, for me, my biggest problem and what led me back out the last time I was in recovery is I get up inside my head and I start thinking, I get all these bad thoughts and I just ultimately decide to go back out. But my problem is I can't bring it to myself to talk to someone about it. And mm -hmm. I need to learn to do that. I don't know how to start going in that direction. So for me, I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm closed-minded, but I do not open up very easily. So that's where my journaling comes in. And you're talking to paper, but you're getting it out. And that's yeah. like my best advice. I do not, I like, I don't want to do the therapies. I don't want to do, talk to people who don't know my life and want me to, it's like just, I'm repeating record, you know, broken record, repeating the same thing over and over for someone who's never been through or doesn't understand they went to school for. I do not open up. Like, I do not open up, but I will open up that journal mm -hmm. and you can write it down, get it out as long as you get it out, you know that you got it out. But my problem is I like to reread read my stuff and it brings me back in to a whole, like I was just reading my, like I was, I said this yesterday, I was doing my little tool work. I reread and got mad all over again and up writing another injury. Like, but then I closed it. Hopefully I won't go back and read it this week, maybe two weeks from now. So I won't bust my own bubble again, but I would just journal or make that phone call. Yeah. It's what you don't know. So, you don't know them. I understand what you're saying. You don't know them. How are you supposed to say, like, there's conversation. That's what they're there for. Because, you, you know, they don't know you. You won't feel judged. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I, I love what you say about journaling. And I also can definitely relate to what you say about looking back and rereading stuff and going, oh, yeah, right. You know, because yeah. I feel you on that. But I appreciate that you also have said to us, as you've been telling us all about your life, that you're not comfortable talking about your life. And mm -hmm. I appreciate that, that you are opening up to us and to everybody who's watching right now. Um, I do want to say, um, let's see, what does it say? Hey, guys, keep working. I'm not sure who said that, but like Alan Bowman, Patrick, you're straight out. Your straight out honesty is admirable, sir. Perfect. Do you know Alan? Is he something uh, you know? I don't believe so. Ah, well, that's cool. We got Birdie Wright. Hey, Birdie. Hey, guys. Keep working. Hi, y'all from Sarah Chiarello. 
I, I hope I'm saying your name right, Sarah. I know you, <laughs> you watch us a lot. <laughs> um, Debbie Rosenbaum, um, Peter, Patrick, Emma, you are amazing sharing your recovery as newcomers. There's no doubt in my mind how many others you're helping by being honest and speaking publicly. Debbie Rosenbaum is on the, or she was, I'm not sure if she still is, I think you still are, um, on the board of directors at McShin. Debbie's also um, comes in or has in the past come in on a regular basis and done groups with us. Uh, she, she, oh man, you guys haven't experienced this because of the COVID, but she and Marta used to come in, and I don't know if you've met Marta yet, but uh, come in and do, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the not knitting, but macro. Okay. Crochet. 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 Yeah. Is that what it is? And, and, and the quilting. And the quilting, yeah. The quilting is awesome. Jimmy, Jimmy would love crochet, my brother. Yeah. And I, I got to say, uh, when I would use, I would mask all my emotions. And it's really hard, but it's a beautiful thing. Like, I, I couldn't help but get emotional just seeing all the love coming from. Coming. It's all right. Is that your mom? Yeah. Yeah, Patrick's mom is sitting there watching, saying she loves him and keeps, you know, keep keep being. That's awesome, buddy. Um, keep being strong. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Dang, yeah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> it, it feels good, and it's. Uh, I do very. I I know for me, uh, I'm blessed to have an amazing family that uh, I don't want to let myself down. But for me too, I I want to make my family proud. Like I have a little three-year-old that I haven't been able to see, and you know I just got to stay grounded and focus on myself, and that's I'm in a perfect place to be able to do that. I can see how much I've grown just being here for two weeks. Today's two weeks that I've been here, and uh, again I love myself. I love my family. I told my parents the other day that I love them. I told my brother that I love them. Mm. They hear hope in my voice. Uh, it's it's these things that's keeping me going and uh yeah <laughs> I, I don't yeah. I, I love y'all so what i'm hearing is that uh um these guys live in the intensive house and one of the things that happens at the and emma i believe at the female intensive program house they do the same thing every night at nine o'clock is it they have the 10th step meeting yeah and in a 12-step fellowship emma do you know the 10th step in a 12-step fellowship I do not know the tenth step. We we continue to take inventory, and when we we can take we continue to take inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Boy, I'm butchering the language, but um, essentially, uh, at the end of the night, the guys come together and the women come together at their house and discuss the day, and they talk about you know what might have worked in their recovery that day, what they might need to improve on in their recovery tomorrow. Um, what's, you know, just what's going on. They kick it. They each get an opportunity to speak uninterrupted um, and without any feedback necessarily immediate, which I think is important for me because if I'm speaking with the intention to get feedback, sometimes I might censor myself um, as I'm sitting here watching the feedback live. <laughs> so notice I haven't said any bad words while I've been up here too. No more can on that myself. Yeah, <laughs> when I saw your mom was up there, I said, well, maybe I won't say shit anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, I should let you explain what, what, what does 10 step mean to you at the, at the, uh, intensive house? Well, well, it's, uh, promptly, or taking our inventory and promptly admitting when we're wrong. Mm -hmm. So that means resentments, things like that. You got to 
or when you just do something wrong in general that you know is wrong, you got to say it, make amends, and continue on. You can't let it fester and sit in your head. That will send you back out. I'm, I'm so proud of Peter. Uh, for example, yesterday uh, he stood up to somebody uh, wanting to go out, and he said we don't need to live that way anymore. You know, uh, uh, he's uh, a huge role model for me. Being 20 years old, he's above his time. Uh, man, it's a blessing to have him as a roommate and just to watch uh, him grow. It's it's something that's honestly beautiful, and uh, I, I feel for you, bro. It's uh, it's awesome. This what, yeah, this is what happens. What do you? How do you feel about that? I'm sorry, I should. Look. I mean, feels good. I mean. Yeah. I've seen Patrick grow a lot too, even just in the two weeks from what he was when he first got here and where he is now. And yeah, I see him coming out of his shell a lot and really showing his emotions, which is really good, which is something I still struggle with. Yeah. Yeah. There's a tendency, um, or there was a tendency for me in early recovery and, and to, to vomit every emotion I had as it came up, but I was still masking the causes i i don't i hmm we'll explore that later but um going back up here i see um alan continues with um whatever works for you to stay clean will be revived revived um revealed keep coming back when the pain is great enough you will share the most important thing the most important thing is don't use and i think that uh, was it alan who mentioned earlier that he had a son that had gotten out of jail um, recently, in uh, the middle of the Yeah. So, you know, the thing is, is, you know, as, as you guys can all say, and I would imagine Emma, you know, would say the same thing. And any of us, you know, who work in a program of recovery right now, there ain't nothing nobody's going to tell us that's going to get us ready and willing to get recovery until we are ready and willing. And sometimes it takes really getting beat, you know, sometimes it takes getting really beaten down. And that beat down is different for everybody. You know, my beat down might be the, the beginning for somebody else. So, you know, how do you feel about that? Being 20 years old, how do you feel about that? Um, I mean, it's it's hard being 20 years old and going into recovery. But at the same time, I packed so much stuff <laughs> into um, just a few years that I know if I go back out, I'm going to either go to prison or die. And I really don't want either of those two things, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, I don't know who does, but yeah, that's for me. But then there's the challenge of also I'm 20, and that means does that mean for the rest of my life I can never use again? I can't even have a beer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I know I can't, because one beer to me is two 40 ounces. Yeah, because <laughs> one I don't know, like I'm. One can won't do it. That's a waste yeah. of time and money. Uh, yeah, I get it, man. Emma, what do you think about that? Uh, being clean for the rest of my life. Uh, was, that, was that what you said? Yeah. yeah. I just take it day by day because I don't oh. want to think about tomorrow. <laughs> you know, like there's. I used to drink till I drank with my DOC, and it just didn't work out for me. So I'm just just heard today is that's how I think. I don't try to think about tomorrow, but I, from where, how I feel right now, I would love to stay clean for the rest of my life. Clear minded. I'm not all. It's not cloudy. Like 
I can think straight. I can speak properly. I can sleep well. Like, I'm not <laughs> up all night. <laughs> so I, I love that. <laughs> You know, it's funny you say not up all night. I I, I woke up. I, I got early this morning at like five, and by just by the call of nature. But I got up and I you know relieved and and I actually stayed up and I thought this is really bizarre to see five a.m. from the right side of the day versus right. the other side of the day. Um, and even that's a miracle for me. You know, if I'm up, shoot, if I'm up past one a.m. That's pretty late for some people, but for me, that's super, you know, that's super, super late, but early compared to what it used to be like. Patrick, Mr. Emotional over here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. How are you handling the roller coaster of a, well, I'm going to, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. Yeah. Are you having an experience of a emotions a roller coaster? It's a, it's a beautiful thing to feel these emotions in, uh, I thought it was going to be more of a roller coaster, honestly. The first week was difficult, and it was more of emotions of wanting to use. Now, this week I can speak on. I'm not going to speak for tomorrow. I'm going to speak for this last week. It's been more emotions that uh, normal that, that you should feel, emotions of caring, emotions of loving, emotions of some negative emotions i've been getting a little angry uh just at the little things and that's okay because i have people that are surrounding me that um will call me out on my bullcrap uh that will let me know that they see i'm getting angry uh shout out to my house manager josh um <laughs> he he can put me in my place when i need it uh and it's not it's not it's not that big of a roller coaster as I thought it was going to be. Uh, that first week it did kind of, it scared me, but it's starting to level out and it's, it's nice to feel this. What have you learned about, you said, you mentioned anger and getting angry. Is that something that just sort of pops up out of the blue or is that something that, that you can see a, a track? I've, so I never, I've heard my whole life that I have anger problems. Up until recently is the first time that I was able to understand that anger. Um, I, I was masking it. I, I didn't see. I was numb to that feeling. And I, I understand that I do have anger, if you, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, okay. And uh, how about you, Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky? I have never seen you anything other than happy. How are you dealing with the emotions of new recovery? Um, part of it is I do kind of cover up my other emotions, trying to be happy all the time, which I'm not. I am usually pretty positive, but sometimes I have my moments. And then when I'm using, I'm a, I'm a different person. Uh, you've seen me angry if you've been around me when I'm using so I try and I guess I'm a little bit trying to make up for that. Emma, emotions. How are we doing with emotions now that you've had a few weeks, uh, you know, and a few weeks away from here as well? How are, how's that going? I feel like I need a good cry, but my medicine does not allow me. <laughs> I'm so serious. My medicine has like 
I don't know. I'm just happy all the time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to stop. Like, but I feel like I do need a good cry. <laughs> but if, like, if, go to my office afterwards and cry. <laughs> if you knew me before, I was like the biggest crybaby. I would go from zero to 100. I would cry. I'd be mad. I'd be happy. I'd be sad all within five minutes like, of yeah. each other. So, like, now it's like it's just more level. And I like that because I haven't smiled this much in my life. Except for when my mm. kids were born. Like, I smile every day. I'm smiling all, like, all You day. were smiling when your kid was born? Smiling, yes. Well, no, I mean, afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking screaming in pain and smiling at the same time. <laughs> no, I was, yeah. <laughs> I love but, like, I, I like, I like how the emotions are steady. They're not all over the place. But I can mm-hmm. actually recognize them now. Because before, I I wasn't recognizing anything. I couldn't really see straight. Yeah. Um, Kim uh, Amabile. I'm for, um, forgive me, Kim, for missing, messing up your name. Kim says, in recovery, are you able to recognize that when you do use, your thinking changes so that you believe you're fine? It's a false sense of reality. Um, any thoughts on that from either? Any, all three of you? Any of you? Um, in recovery, yeah, I do recognize that my thinking changes in my use. I can, it's very clear, but it takes not having the drugs in my system for me, at least it takes not having the drugs in my system to realize that my life is unmanageable. Good. Anyone else? Yeah. Uh, well with Emma, what you just shared, it's this is an honest program and i totally forgot about when my daughter was born uh, when my the mother of my child was uh giving birth before uh she was in the hospital ready to give labor i went out to the car and i smoked a blunt um thinking back on that i forgot about it and just where i was was just it, it was not it was not the way to live and I can't, I couldn't believe it, but now I'm starting to feel all this stuff and I'm remembering what I was doing and I 100% understand where where they're coming from and where I'm at. It's where exactly where I need to be because I was not a good person when I was using and I was not uh, able to be there for the people that needed me the most. Um, so these feelings, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's great because I need to... Uh, once it comes to the time, uh, I need to work with my sponsor and start making these amends. But that's when it's time. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, part of recovery for me, at least, is living a program that, that requires me to think of one day at a time. It also requires me to um, fulfill commitments that I make, which means like for instance little things we start with little things you know we start with little things like getting up in the morning and making our beds it's a commitment to my house i'm a house leader it's a commitment to myself because at the end of the day if i've done everything else wrong except for you know staying clean i can look and say you know what i made the bed and that's one thing i did well you know and Mm -hmm. stayed clean so we start to make commitments which leads me to start to make goals now (laughs) goals and plans are, you know, things that might sound contrary to living a program of one day at a time. So we, 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 we do have a uh, uh, sort of a nuanced 
well, I have a nuanced approach to making goals and living a one day at a time program. And I'll make short term goals. I'll make long term goals. You know, right now, one of my short term goals is to really work on my fourth step, which has taken me over a year to, to, to get down and commit to paper so I can do my fifth step with my sponsor. And that's, you know, my 12, I'm in a 12 step fellowship. So um, another short term goal and a long term goal that, that, comes from that short-term goal is to develop a, a better way of telling my story. Um, and it's something I've been working on for a long time. I, I've, I'm committing myself to this. So, but developing my story so that it's adaptable for different constituencies. My, my title is an advocacy coordinator. So I don't go out and talk to people who are in recovery and say, I'm Nathan, I'm a, you know, I'm a meth head. You know, I talk about, you know, I talk about um, person in recovery. And this is a, a group that we just had actually here um, for the staff. So from myself learning how to become a better advocate, I want to, as a long-term goal, you know, be, help make other people better advocates too, so that we can combine our efforts, you know, and get things done and show that recovery is not only possible, but it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So one thing, um, so talking about goals. So the reason I bring that up is because at this stage, Emma, when you left, um, you had a, about a six page piece of, uh, you know, document that you filled out um, that had things like that, short term goals, long term goals, talked about meetings, yeah. So talk about how that's played out so far. Oops, sorry. Talk about how that's played out so far in the, you know, the three weeks since you've been here. And then I'm going to ask these two guys about some goals themselves. Um, well, my short term goals are actually coming along because they're is realistic right now. My long term, they're taking a little bit longer due to COVID, but it, it just they just stopped a little bit. Doesn't mean they're not going to happen. But right now, I just focus more on my short term, doing the school, going to school, saving money, building my credit to, uh, you know, buy a house and move down to Richmond. And so there's coming along, making sure I attend my meetings because if I don't like, you know, everyone in my house, I'm the only addict. So of course, my children aren't addicts. My mother's never done anything in a day in her life. And my brother, yeah, okay, picture him smoking a blunt or something. But, like, so it's just me, so I have to do the meetings, like, because I have to be involved with people who understand who I am and going through the same things. But my short-term goals are definitely coming along. Um, Long-term, they're, they're in the process. They're, it's just being hindered from this virus a little bit, but they will definitely happen. Okay. I just make sure I stay on a good page every day. Like I try to be very, I try to be productive every day. I don't try to slack off or lay off. I try to, I try to have a routine for me and my children. So they know when they do their schoolwork so I can do my work so I can work on me right now. I just got to, that little bit of wait, that little bit of time away from my children to focus on me. Well, there's nothing wrong with that because I got to focus on me with no distractions. So now I'm just learning how to do it all over again in a different light of my life and still add my children in and making sure they get their stuff done and top of me staying on top of what I need to get done. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, Peter, Patrick, you're soon going to have that. I guess in about two weeks, you'll be looking at the same thing Emma was just talking about. You'll, you'll get what's called a, um, a transition document and uh, a plan, if you will. 
And whether you're transitioning into our server living, a step up house, or whether you're going to take the step and move out of our housing, um, you know, we we suggest highly that we do some sort of transition or exit plan, which talks about goals and plans and 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 talks about ways, you know, how what's working and what's and maybe what's not working. So. As we're thinking about that over the next couple of weeks, and we'll probably bring that in here and probably talk about that. Do you have any thoughts on maybe some short-term goals, maybe what we can do between now and next week? Um, well, Patrick and I, we were just outside talking about goals, mm. we're talking yeah. about the SMART goals, mm -hmm. um, which is specific, measurable, achievable, achievable realistic, and, and time-bound. Yeah. Okay. Smart. Um, is that, what does that say again? Smart goal. No, the, the, what is the oh, acronym? So, yeah, acronyms is what it is. Smart, the S is for? Uh, specific. Specific, measurable, measurable achievable, achievable, realistic, realistic, and time-bound. And time-bound. I yeah, like that. Yeah. Okay, good stuff. Yeah. What, were you, uh, what were you thinking were good goals for you? Um, for me, um, Reaching out to other people in the program outside Hot of fiction. Hot dog. Um, finding a sponsor. Okay. Um, working the steps. That's a that's still pretty short term, but it's a bit more long term. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm definitely I'm planning to stay in fiction for a while, and probably until you guys kick me out. Mm -hmm. So hey, if they haven't kicked me out yet. <laughs> so yeah, those are my. I don't really have that many goals right now besides getting this recovery stuff straight getting this recovery stuff straight that's a, that's a great goal that really is a great goal yeah. i like that um young man yeah everything peter said um another thing i can add to that is i can elaborate a little bit like when i was in the middle of addiction i thought my life my life was definitely unmanageable and it wasn't working out so it's time for me to be willing to put my power into a higher like my willingness give it to somebody that knows what they're talking about so i need to just sit back and listen and just go with what these professionals uh know what's best so if that is a step up house if that's what they believe is best for me you know i'm right on board with it well, and so what I'm hearing from this and what I love about you guys did this before this was unprompted. You guys were talking beforehand um, is that, you know, with an authentic peer to peer recovery model like the McShin Foundation. Right. What we do is we talk about our goals and we hold each other accountable. We look out for each other. And this is something I do. I'm a house leader. I talk about that quite a bit on the show. And it's something I do with the guys I live with. You know, the guys, you know, I have one person who was telling me I'm spending too much money. And then, you know, two weeks later, I'm seeing him spend this and this and this. And, this. and I'm like, how's that not spending money going along, you know, going for you? And yesterday I talked to a participant um, I live with and said, you know what? This particular issue I'm having right now is causing me some pain. Please look after me here. I need some guidance and some 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 accountability on this. And for me, it's relationship issues. That's another story and probably not a very interesting one. But what I'm hearing now is that you've outlined a couple of very specific goals. Did you hear what he said? Can you can you can you call, yeah. say back what what was it? So that it was um, very important to get a sponsor. Mm. Um, 
reach out to people outside of McShane like we did yesterday when we were doing the Zoom meeting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, so, yeah. And so how we can how we can you know hold each other accountable, you know, is making sure that we're saying, hey, how's that going along? Have you reached out to somebody today? Have you you know looked at sponsorship? And and I can tell you, you know, that I've heard a few people say, well, we've been this COVID nineteen thing, and I can't get a sponsor. I've had two people find sponsors during this pandemic. You know, I may not be able to sponsor you, but I probably know somebody who might be able to, or somebody knows somebody who can sponsor you. So we just have to keep going. Like like we were talking. I don't know if it was beforehand or, or if it was during the show, but we were talking like, you know, I, I had no problem reaching out to, to, to some random stranger and asking him for drugs. You know, I have to be able to do that in my recovery as well. You've got something I want. And that's a sense of, you know, a sense of purpose, sense of serenity, some peace of mind. Um, I do want to look up here. Um, what are your thoughts on letting my 19-year-old? This is Kim again. Kim, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Kim. Uh, what are your thoughts on letting my 19-year-old son with SUD live here after jail? Kim, that's a very good question. And um, do you guys? Well, first of all, Kim, tomorrow I have um, Moses Wrights and uh, Marshall Tucker on the show, and Marshall and Moses are. CSACs, our Certified Substance Abuse Counselors, and they're going to be here discussing family programs. They have long, long, long-term recovery. We might even say ancient-term recovery of the two of them, and the two of them together should be a phenomenal show. I highly recommend you come tomorrow and talk with the same question and bring it to these guys who are way more qualified than the four of us in the room and the five of us with Emma to discuss that. Um, it's tomorrow at 7. Tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Tomorrow at 2 o'clock, I have Moses and... No, I got it. <laughs> the um, tomorrow, yeah, that's, that's a totally different thing. Tomorrow at 2 o'clock on this show, getting heard, we got Moses and Marshall. So I would I highly recommend you come and bring that question tomorrow. Um, Gabe, good to see you up here, buddy. Proud of you for, for getting back out and working. But Gabe, I think you need to call me. I've heard some things and I need to talk to you, young man. Um, Kelly Widows, what an excellent way to help people rebuild their lives love this james heard mm. is that that's my dad that's your dad huh what does he say patrick why don't you read that he said look we made a facebook account for the first time ever just to send you a comment to tell you i'm really proud of you the real you is starting to show love you dad thank you so much and on wednesday there's another zoom meeting with moses that's what i was talking about at seven o'clock and he wanted me to tell you to tune in to watch it that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We got Moses twice tomorrow. So but the, the family thing tomorrow evening at seven, that's uh, specific to McShin. So, um, so yeah, of course you should definitely mm. tune in for that. Um, Bertie, love you. I have been advised by family recovery coaches to not let him. He just wait. You know, Kim, um, another thing I might say to that, something that's helped my mother because recovery affects our loved ones, right? I mean, addiction affects our loved ones, and our recovery, um, it turns out our loved ones need recovery too. They need recovery from the lying. They need recovery from the, from the taking care of us and, 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 and the beatdowns, you know, physical or verbal. Um, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty bad verbally when I'm, when I'm using. Um, my mother has really dived into Al-Anon 
as a fellowship. And I know there are other things, NAR and on, uh, Families Anonymous, which are similar, you know, minded uh, fellowships to help um, the loved ones recover as well. And what I find is, is that just as I have to make my recovery personal to me and I have to put myself first, it's important for my mother to do that too. Um, and for the other love people, the people I love in my life to also put themselves first. And that's, you know, essentially not being a doormat anymore. You know, my mother was pretty good at enabling me. And essentially what that teaches me when she's doing things for me, it's in effect teaching me that I can't do things for myself. And it creates um, a codependency that's not, you know, that's, that's not healthy for me. Um, th this is my experience with my mother. The thing is, too, is that if I can, if my mother continues to pay for me to do this and that and the other, you know, what I'm not doing is I'm not learning how to sustain myself. And I'm also, you know, quite possibly using my mother and lying to my mother, definitely lying to my mother, you know, to get money to buy shit, to buy drugs, pardon my language again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the danger there being that I don't, you know, I, I don't, I'm glad my mother didn't do this because it, you know, we, we, we didn't die, but my brother and I are both in recovery and, and you know, we get to the point where we can literally enable somebody to death. And again, I suggest we want you to come and talk to, to Moses and Marshall tomorrow. I think that'd be really helpful at two o'clock tomorrow. Um, because you bring up some really good, you know, considerations, um, what, what, what's, what, um, things you can do as a person who has agency, you know, how, what you can do to best help your son, especially if he's coming out from an incarceration. So, um, Emma, yes. do you have anything you want to finish off and, and say? Uh, I'd love to have you back in a couple of weeks. I love this. This yeah. was beautiful. Thank you for joining us. Thank you um, for inviting me, Todd and Nathan. It's nice meeting you guys. I got a lot of faith in you guys. Stay strong. <laughs> Thank you so much. Emma, I'm so glad you're back. And, and I, I will ask you to come back in a couple of weeks and we'll check in. And, and maybe I'll have some female participants here that you maybe you can give some specific uh, female guidance. Um, yes. Gentlemen, um, I'm going to let I'm going to let uh, Patrick uh, go and then I'll let Peter finish off here. I think the, we'll let the young buck finish here. Mm -hmm. So Patrick, young man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Anything else? Oh, oh, you don't want me to leave? You want me to leave? No, I don't want you to leave. I just want you to close You got your okay. mom and dad watching you all nervous. Yeah, I kind of took offense, but I'm glad you wanted me to go first. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> no, that's embarrassing. <laughs> um, let's see. I don't know, I'm just grateful. And Emma, thank you so much for your wisdom. Um, I can look up to you because you seem so happy that you have your kids there you know i i, I want to be in your shoes and i hear that you want to defend that sobriety date no matter what and i can take that especially because my sobriety date is this month of the 14th um so that's uh that's more important than my birthday um yeah so thank you this month of the 14th <laughs> What month is it? So <laughs> glad <laughs> <laughs> you're here, man. I love it. All right, Peter, my friend. How right. you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Um, Emma, thank you for your advice and being here. Thank you, Nathan, for being here as well. Patrick. Um, Todd. And Todd. And Todd. <laughs> What's up, Todd? 
these these podcasts help me. They give me something to look forward to every week, and they give me another reason to not go get high. So, mm. I, and I enjoy doing them. Yeah, I tell you, it is it is absolutely. Um, I don't even know the right word to use. Um, I am so grateful to be in the position I am in uh, to be able to to help my recovery by participating in y'all's recovery. Because, you know, in 12-step fellowships, they say we keep what we have by giving it away. And I believe that the therapeutic value of one addict helping another is without parallel. And I really, really, really dive into that immensely because there's so many things about newcomers, you know, coming in, first of all, reminding us of what it was like. I mean, that's the, the, the old thing that we say. But I also, you know, I, I say this all the time. I cling to newcomers because I don't know who's going to save my life next. Hmm. I genuinely say that. I genuinely believe that. You know, I don't know who's going to say something, who's going to say the right thing to, to change my mind at some point where my I'm a little squirrely. You know, I'm a person who has a very powerful, cunning, powerful, baffling disease. And this disease will, you know, if I'm alone and left to my own devices, I will absolutely find a way to help the self-destruct button. And I am so grateful to have you guys here to see and participate in y'all's recovery. Thank you so much again, Emma. Todd, you are, as as always, forever an amazing producer and you made this work and i appreciate that thank you thank you thank you it was more fun i think this way um gentlemen i love your enthusiasm with the ties we'll keep that going next week maybe you'll get me in a tie i don't know we'll see about that but i think you guys really rocked it out and that was really awesome you've been talking about this all week and uh thank you guys for having a great show and thank you all for listening out there um i do want to put a plug for tonight um tonight it is tonight, right? There's an episode yeah. tonight. Uh, who is it tonight? I forget. Tonight, tonight we actually have uh, Gary Tennis from NAMSDL. So it's the National Association for State Model and Drug Laws. So that'll be at 9 o'clock with... Uh, what is that? Getting her yeah. after hours? <laughs> yeah, after that whole mouthful that I just... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you started spelling it. I'm like, we're not yet. So, yeah, I definitely want to check that out with Alex and Frank tonight. If you haven't had a chance to see some of the – listen to some of the podcasts or watch the watch it, uh, the Facebook Live, you know, reruns, I'll tell you, the Ryan Hampton thing from the other night was really freaking amazing. Um, and I know we've got some good stuff coming up that we haven't necessarily uh, posted about yet. So tomorrow our guests at 2 o'clock uh, for our guests on – getting the herd 2 p.m i don't know we'll figure something else um moses and marshall talking about family um they'll also be on for seven o'clock for the family meeting thursday um thursday i have oh darn who do we have on thursday Oof. thursday 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 oh thursday is mm. thursday is, oh it's uh jesse yeah thursday is steve vicoli and jesse waisaki we're as honesty will say, what's up, what's up? Um, Steve Vicoli is the uh, director over at uh, the Healing Place, executive director. I believe so. He he does he freaking runs the place over there, and he's amazing. Uh, he's going to talk about how they're keeping participants engaged uh, in recovery over there. And then Friday, we're going to have a meditation group, um, special thing that honesty is going to bring in here. We'll have those names announced in the next, uh, probably tomorrow, because I. The names, uh, yeah. So uh, we are planning for next week as well. Love you all. Thank you guys. Stay in recovery and yay. Have a good night. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>